Hello, New Jersey. Welcome to another edition of On the Record. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 17th, and Chris Mogg has a fascinating Garden State of Mind column today about a forgotten piece of North Jersey's past. It happened in Patterson in May 1963. John F. Kennedy was president, civil rights and school desegregation struggles were underway, and school shootings were not even a concept, even though that's exactly what happened in the schoolyard of Patterson School Number 14. Chris and I talked recently about the incident. Here's our conversation. Chris Mogg, welcome back to On the Record. Thanks, John. Hey, you have a fascinating story going into the paper and online already about a school shooting that happened in Patterson in 1963. Tell us about it. Sure. So what happened with this, um, a colleague here, Jim, Gene Rimbaugh, received a phone call from a longtime source of her named Bob Mole. He was a retired police deputy chief in Patterson. Bob was the first person on the scene of a school shooting in May 1963. He didn't know that he was driving into the middle of the shooting, which he wound up doing. It's interesting. Back then, this story got incredibly different play than it would get today. It was a very small story. It was on the front page of the Bergen Record, uh, the Patterson Morning Call, and the Patterson Evening News. After that, it died in the papers. It was not covered again until his trial. The, the man's name is Ralph Best. Uh, it was not appeared. It did not appear yet again in the uh, newspapers until his trial in October. All right. In fact, we have uh, one of our colleagues, Matt McGrath, has read what was in the record that day. Let's listen to that. Seek motives in shootings. Sign painter wounded five in playground. Special to the record. Patterson. A local sign painter who yesterday wounded five boys with a hail of rifle bullets, which scattered 50 other children in public school 14 playground, was, was to be arraigned today on charges of atrocious assault with a deadly weapon. Municipal Magistrate Charles Alfano was to, was to arraign Ralph Best, 53, of 529 Union Avenue, who was divorced after a childless marriage. Police said Best opened fire after shouting, I hate kids. I hate them all. The shooting occurred about 7 p.m. Others wounded. Police said Best fired 22 caliber bullets into a playground from the window of his second-floor flat across the street from the elementary school using a rifle equipped with a telescopic sight. One boy, Donald Curry, 14, of 139 West Broadway, was listed in fair condition today at Patterson General Hospital. He was admitted for treatment of a wound in the left thigh from a bullet which fractured a bone. You'll notice, folks, that the words school and shooting don't appear together in that story. Is that true of the other articles as well? Yeah, they hadn't yet put those two things together. The idea of a school shooting was not, it was not a common enough circumstance that they needed to twine them. There was a shooting, it happened to happen at a school. And what's crazy, when, when I talked to the people who remember this incident, they just carried on with their day. Bob Mole, the uh, responding police officer, after he filed his police report, he just went back out on the streets and kept solving more crimes and responding to more armed robberies. Interesting. Something that would never happen today. No. Hey, uh, tell us uh, a bit about your, you, you talked to Mr. Mole. Uh, tell us a bit about that interview. Bob is 85 now. He has a lot of stories to tell and they all kind of bubble forth simultaneously. And so kind of keeping him on track was a little challenging. And 
his response and his memory of the story, I think, is representative of most people who were there at the time. Of He remembers he was shot at. A bullet came winging over his head. Outside of that, he doesn't really remember a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I really had to triangulate uh, finding one of the kids who was shot down in Florida, uh, these old newspaper records, to really try to figure out what happened because each individual person only had a small recollection of it. It's interesting. He drove right into the line of fire, didn't he? Yeah, he parked without knowing. He didn't know that... Bob Mole, when he showed up, didn't even know if there was a school shoot, if there was a shooting happening. So when he rolled up, he wasn't sure what was going on. As soon as he got out of his car, he saw four children on the ground bleeding. And so he was pretty assured that something was going wrong. What do you know about Ralph Best? Not much. He was, I'm learning here from the Bergen Record, that he was uh, recently divorced. His neighbors said to local newspapers that he was an alcoholic, that he had been in, in a mental institution for epileptic seizures. He wrote a note saying that he had not achieved the life that he had wanted, the life of his dreams. So he was a, a bitter, angry, solitary man. And he also was, was very well armed. He had a lot of guns that he was engraving that was part of his painting business. So in that way, in other ways it doesn't fit the modern idea of a school shooter. But in some ways it does in terms of an angry white male with lots of guns. You also talked to one of the students who was hit that day. Tell us about him. So that is uh, Joe Chipola. He was only 12. And he's really funny. Uh, He's now 68. He lives in Winter Park, Florida. And he tells the story of his childhood that he was a troublemaker. He was a a kid looking for action. And he was playing five-card stud poker on an overturned... (laughs) Yeah, that's it's the crazy. Part, that's the part that cracked me up. Yeah. He's 12 years old and he's playing poker. Playing poker for no money, I asked. Uh, but still. Um, and what was even then a rough section of town mm-hmm. where he didn't live. He lived about 10 blocks away. And when the shots rang out, uh, his um, they thought it was fireworks. So uh, he hid in a place that turned out not to be a good place to hide, underneath the stairs, behind a trash can, but he was still exposed to the, the shooting. What was interesting in this, I had to cut this from the story for space. He was bleeding from his knuckles. The the bullet grazed his knuckles. He wrapped it up in a white bandana, went off to play at the Patterson Falls with his friends, came home late, later than his mother wanted. So he said, Mom, I'm sorry I'm late. I was shot at, at this school. And his mother didn't see his hand and said, You're lying. That's just an excuse because you're late go to the store and get some bread and milk. So he went to the store to get some bread and milk. And when he came back, his mother was being interviewed by detectives. Wow. And so she felt bad about wow. what she said to him. The other thing that she that he said um, is that today, 54 years later, mm-hmm. um, he still has a little bit of regret. He feels that, at least as a child, he felt that he brought this on. Because when Ralph Best came outside and said, you kids be quiet. The kids responded in a very, with very strong language, saying, go away. <laughs> and um, Mr. Best didn't take that particularly well. So when the police detectives were at his home, Joe uh, thought that he was in trouble. He really thought it was his fault. And uh, I think it's calmed a little bit, but he still feels a little bit of regret for how he spoke. What happened to Best? So the trial was strange, and I only know from two stories from the Patterson newspapers what happened at trial. The defense 
and the prosecution both hired two psychologists to investigate Best's claim that he had been temporarily insane. Turned out they hired the same psychologists, both teams. The judge heard that and said, this is a mistrial. What's also interesting is that the charges were two charges of um, atrocious assault, which is not a charge I've ever heard of. So giving an indication... As opposed to attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. So um, just to get a little sense of how much the judicial system has changed. So he was set free in October 1963. Um, Joe Cipolla, it's sketchy. Joe Cipolla says that his father saw... Ralph Best out on the street after the shooting. So it must have been after he got out of jail. And that's the last anyone here saw of him. The police never saw him again. Well, readers, be sure to watch for Chris's story in the record and at NorthJersey.com. That's our program for today, folks. So long. Thanks, John.